When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm just saying you're a jittery boy. What does that mean? What's, what is that? Do the people know that? I think I think the people know that. What? I don't <laughs> want to be... What? I don't, is that bad? Is that a bad thing? I... I don't think so. I think it's a good thing. Oh, you made it sound like it was bad. No, it's not. Okay. Thank uh, you. Do you need to warm up? Do you need to warm up? No, I'm warm. You're, <laughs> I'm all cozy in this blanket. I'm so warm. <laughs> I come in warmed up. I come in warmed up for work in a robe and slippies. Slippies. I am. Uh, can you imagine if this was our full time job podcasting? I think I think that if we play our cards right, we'll we'll lose the podcast in a year. <laughs> All right, listen. I don't want any tricks. I don't want any tomfoolery going on today. Today today has one purpose. Do you know what that is? What purpose is that? To worship the Lord. Amen. The Lord's Day is a reminder not only of the sacrifice that was made for us, but also a day to rest, which means I'm very upset at your computer for making me do work <laughs> today. <laughs> are, you un- are you ironically preaching the Paschal Mystery right now? I am, is that possible? Is it possible to ironically preach? The Lord's Day is a day that we remember not only the sacrifice. <laughs> I'm like, Ethan, <laughs> this is the gospel. What are you doing? Sorry. Why are you saying, why are you preaching the gospel in the same voice you use when you say things on Twitter? <laughs> uh, I unironically I I... think that our next pope should be a cow. I didn't know that I had a voice for my tweets. You do. Really? We all do. Is that what it is? Mine is somewhere between G.K. Chesterton and Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) What is the deal with the heretics? Stop. (laughs) Oh, that's so bad. Welcome to the crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. There's been a sad occurrence. (laughs) We have to report a death in the family. We have to report a death. It's episode 113. Or something. (laughs) Or something. We stopped counting. Don't know if you remember that. But here's what happened. It's gone. The whole thing. It's gone. The whole thing is gone. (laughs) We were 45 Uh, minutes in and my computer blue screened out and just. We were so (sighs) deep. We were so deep into the podcast. We were so into the podcast. we We were wrapping up. We were doing the classic. That you can find us on Twitter, support us on Patreon, all of that. Almost stuff. done, almost, almost done. done. And then I just I I made like a goof about something, and I said, "You know what I mean, Patrick?" Or like expecting <laughs> some type of response. And it was just gone. He was he was away. 
he'd left the country. Come oh, to find God. out, his computer went kaput. Kaput. And, and so now, Patrick tells me, he says to me, he says, Ethan, we got to record at 9 a.m. on Sunday. Even though it's currently 10 a.m. your time. Because <laughs> <I woke laughs> you are an hour Because I woke up at 9.30. Because... Uh, yeah. Ethan was like, Ethan was like, that's okay. I'll go find a party to go to tonight. We'll have material for tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I ended up doing? Sitting on your couch watching Netflix. Actually, <laughs> that's exactly what I did too. You're not far off. I was so <laughs> depressed by the deletion of our podcast that I went and did the exact thing that we said not to do. We had a whole podcast, podcast about how sitting on your butt watching Netflix is like a waste of your life, and we both did it right after. Well, actually, I did go out and hang out with my friends. And I did go bar. to the soccer game. So, oh, I mean, okay, I went, cool. So we I did. went out and I did something. Yeah, well, the reason I why I watched Netflix was because I was cleaning my room. Uh-huh. And it was either that or listen to podcasts, and podcasts were just and, triggering me. I know it was a trigger for, and so now here we are. And I know Back. the audience. I know the audience out there. When you think that we do this podcast, that I'm sitting in an office chair, ramrod posture, um, what? with a with a, with my microphone on a table in front of me. Listen, I'm doing this podcast laying down, and I do not care. I don't know if that's allowed. Is it legal to do a podcast laying down? <laughs> the feds are coming. The SEC the is going to shut us down. They know. They're like, you weren't sitting. <laughs> you don't have a boom mic. Listen. not None of us have boom mics. I'm, I'm doing my best, okay? okay? What did I mean? Boom arm. Boom arm. Boom arm. Boom arm. Patrick, can you... Can you talk for a second? I need to. <laughs> I need. I need to emotionally process. So <laughs> I need a, a minute. Ethan. Ethan. Yesterday was like, I have a perfect idea for a topic, and I was like, Oh, thank goodness, because last week we had to stop the podcast because of that. And he goes, Do you know our good friend Larry Goose Train? And I was like, Yeah, I do know our good friend Larry Goose Train. Good friend, not a listener. Well, Ethan. Ethan was thinking about her in the shower last week, and no, that sounds so bad. <laughs> Sorry, her you tweets. Cannot do that. No, uh, shut it down. That is not. <laughs> that is not what happened. <laughs> I was considering, like you do in the shower, topics for the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's and the only I thing I do in the shower. And I recalled a certain Twitter conversation that just happened to be with our friend, uh, Larry Goose. Do you want me to cut it out? Because I'm not going to. No, you leave it in. Uh, <laughs> but it you make me sound like a creepo wasteoid. <laughs> well, I mean we that that was the that was the joke that we made the first podcast. I just wanted to recreate it a little bit. We also made a joke about how all the moms listen to our podcast and we should do a mom only monthly That's mailbox. That's right. Bag That's right. And call it the monthly mom bag. <laughs> no, the monthly mailbag. Wait, the hold, monthly hold mailbag. We got to we got to recreate the intro banter cuz that that uh, crap was hilarious. No, we had, it's we all so, gone. It's all lost. No, we had so many solid bits that are just gone to the to the test of time. No, I mean we could talk about how how we for the okay if we had started the podcast when we jumped on the call instead of talking for thirty minutes about how to rent cars and book airplanes, we would have been fine. I know, but we needed that. The, Ethan, listen, Ethan for 25 the, minutes tried to figure out how to rent a car and then he tried to figure out like what would be shorter a shorter way to get him to Kansas City from Tulsa. Listen, the the bits <laughs> the bits that we uncovered would not have <laughs> taken place if we did not do that. So the the memories that we made together are what I'm thinking about. The real the real treasure are the friends we made along the way. Also, so here are my options. Either I rent a car for $250 for 4 days, which is fine or i fly for 174 dollars, but it takes me 10 hours to get from tulsa to kansas city which is a three and a half hour drive you see ethan and i are trying to figure out how to be at a at a con at a conference we're trying to figure out how to transport ourselves to a conference at which we are we're talking sp- at we're speaking at a conference together which i'm sure you can imagine is going to be full of gags and goofs and goofs and gaffs. Uh, and gaffs and all the people there are not going to know what hit him. But, but the problem, the problem. Is, <laughs> problem is, I, I don't have a car, so I'm trying to figure out how to get there. But the like conference a, is an hour and a half from Ethan's house. So, so we might, and this is the best part of everything, we might have to be <laughs> dropped off at the conference by Ethan's mom. Yeah, mom, if you're listening, I'll, I'll talk to you about that today. I, was, I said it yesterday. That he I said to yesterday, tomorrow. I'm going to call you later, but he did it. 
but I and didn't then, because the podcast was deleted. Anyway. Anyway, and then that led us to talk about how we should start an exclusive Facebook page for the moms of the crunch because I get emails I like every other week. It's not the same. It's not the same when we it's just not the same. it. I feel like I feel like it's your you're telling people like this is the funniest story in the world and you tell it's <laughs> not funny. You had because to be there. you're not the original storyteller. Like you don't know how to do it. Also, I feel like the whole conference situation is like the logic problem of like putting the chicken and the wolf and the kid like in the boat, in the boat <laughs> together the to try time. to get them across without the without any of them eating the other one. Well, I mean, it's simple. Um, you just take the the wolf and the sh- the seed across, and then you um wait. Nah, never mind. I don't know how to do it. See, sounds it's harder than you think. So I was thinking about Larry Goose Train in the shower, and this is what happened. So she had a she recently moved from Boston to Indiana, right? And just noted a couple things on this on this Twitter thread. Um, Patrick can link it in the description if you really want to see it. I'm but probably, she essentially actually I could do that. Yeah, I'll you could it. do that. But essentially, she just says how she noted how it was interesting to her about how it's easier to make friends in grad school, right? And she was kind of dissecting maybe a couple of reasons why this was the case. Um, and she just noted that I don't know what it is, if it's a grad school versus undergrad thing or an Indiana versus New England thing, but it just seems a lot easier. People are more willing to waste time together here. I think it definitely um, could be in, like partially a New England versus Indiana. Oh, I think it, I think it could be, too. I think there's so many factors and facets to this thing. Absolutely. Which is why I'm doing a podcast on it two days in a row instead of just leaving the country after <laughs> in shame <laughs> yesterday's fiasco. Mm. Sorry, I just had to drink my coffee. Um, but the the question then is is why? What is the what is the college experience? Right, you you see people who are super over involved, who are in all these different clubs and activities, and made like extra classes that they don't need to take, all in the name of advancing their resume so that they can get the the. The full experience. And this is interesting to me because I saw a little bit of this at K State. Right? I was I was in what they would call the K State elite. Um, oh, they, oh, you were. I was. I was. Well, this is a, this is a phrase that me and my roommate Jack, um, who later turned out to be the student body president, um, kind of discussed. Is that there's this group of people who are always in the same things, right? Student government, student alumni board, um, fraternities, sororities, like high up in leadership positions on campus. Um, it's what we call the K-State elite. It's what I call right? a bunch of big nerds. It it really was. And for whatever <laughs> reason, I got, I got sucked into all of that. And I wanted to do everything that everybody else was doing. But the majority of the campus at K-State's not like that, right? It's a state school. People chill. They like to go out on the weekends. They don't really do a whole lot. And then you come, I and I learned that eventually. I think the K-State elite was a small pocket of that but it was a minority for sure. Mm-hmm. The school of 24,000, you know, and then I come here to Tulsa and now I'm working and I see the exact same thing, but it's the entire campus, right? Yikes. Do you, do you kind of see that at Franciscan? I or? think it's like a, I think it's like a private school. Is it? Sort of deal. Mm. I think maybe, maybe just in every college there need, there's a quota, you know, everyone has to be, there has to be at least 1,000 hyper-involved, terrifying kids. And you see that 1,000 easier. Terrifying. <laughs> they come through screeching like the monkeys in Wizard of Oz. And and the dean of students just wearing like a big pointy hat like, fly, my pretties. Ah. But that's, uh, is it far off? Where's no. the lie? Where's the lie? <laughs> no, it's true. There's a lot of like, I mean, okay, so... The thing about the thing about Franciscan is, is that like everybody's really involved because there's like you also have this this spiritual push to get involved. Like uh, there's there's a but there's a bajillion different ministries and clubs. You can start your own club. There's households. Um, there's now a fraternity. Shout out, Alex. Shout um, out, dude. <laughs> Let's freaking go. You know where I'm going to be. I went to my first frat party two weeks ago. We talked about this. We did. Um proud of you yeah i'm just i'm just not as fired up about this as i was yesterday but that's okay that's okay yeah. it's still good content what i think th- this is kind of the main point that we're getting to right 
is what is at the root of all of these college students and young adults even in the workforce using up all of their free time with things that are not restful, right? With things that are not leisurely. So we've got people who maybe are in class, I don't know how many, how many, what's the average 15 hours a week, right? Mm -hmm. And then let's say you have an average of three hours of homework for each class, which we know is not necessarily true, but that's what they tell you. So that's 45 (laughs) hours, 45 hours a week. So school's a full-time job, right? Let's just say 40 hours a week for school. Yeah. And that way it's the same for work. And then what, what do you, what do people do? What are people encouraged to do with their free time? Is the answer A, uh, get super involved in extracurriculars. B, um, be super lazy and uh, watch Netflix and binge on Netflix. C, spend time with their friends and, and, and build a virtuous community. D, A and B. Or E, none of the above. I think it's D, A, and B. I think it's either it's either A or B. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. Okay, so I don't think I don't think kids are encouraged. So who who's doing the encouraging? Right? Like, they're society. We live in a society, as you know. <laughs> um, and I think that I think that half of the of the crew is like you need to be super involved. Otherwise you're wasting your time in college. Like, why are you going to, you're going to, you're going to, these are the golden years. These are the best years of your life. You're going to look back and, but people said that about high school and I don't really miss anything about high school. Well, this is what they say. Do you know what they say, Patrick? What do do they say? Is you get out what you put in. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They say exactly that and no other variation. They say exactly that. No other variation of it is you, that that's the, I've, I've heard that so many times, right? College is what you make of it. You get out what you put in, all this stuff. I've never heard that, but I definitely feel that, you know? Yes, and it's this attitude of, and I see it with my students now here, like, if I if I don't do this, then I'm missing out on ways to better myself. I'm missing out ways on ways to, like, benefit my future employer. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes from a good place, obviously, but I think it's so misguided. I mean, I've definitely not understanding what actually is going to benefit the person. Sorry, go ahead. I've definitely told people that like freshmen, freshmen that are doing communications. You're a part of the problem. Listen, people, (laughs) freshmen that are that are um, that are doing communications at Franciscan. They're always like, do you have any advice, et cetera? And I I give them the advice that was given to me. It's like, sure. You're yes. Your classes are important. That's very true. That's very true. But you, you should also focus on doing things outside of class that like benefit your education. Because if you put in work outside of class and you like there's, so the communications program, there's so many different things you can learn. Video editing, audio editing. Those are two ridiculously different things. And there's so many things on campus you can do that would help you learn that equipment and that program. And I know that doing this podcast, for instance, has helped me, learn audition a lot better and so now i'm in digital multi-track audio production and i'm like yeah audition breezy i know how to do this i use audio programs all the time and so that's what i tell freshmen like if you if you have like a project or if you have an extracurricular that you do that really hones a specific skill you're just going to do better in your classes and you're going to be less stressed and you're going to be ahead of your classmates so that's what i tell them and then theology students has helped me learn what absolutely absolutely nothing (laughs) To be fair, I've only been editing the podcast for about four months now, and so it didn't take me that long to learn how to use a digital audio workstation. Yeah, really, not um, that hard. Anyway, and I'll tell I'll tell theology students the same thing. It's like, well, if you if you own if the only thing the only time you're doing theology is when you're working on your classes, you you're you're robbing yourself of something, or you just don't actually like the subject that much, and that means something, you know. But is that? Is that accurate? Is that good? I mean, I think it's true to an extent. I think that I think, I think, theology, I think the it's a little bit different than other genres of study. Yeah. You don't think you don't think theology majors should be reading theology for fun over the summer? No, 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 no. I, oh, okay. I think it's I think it's they should be um, engaging in theology and philosophy in ways outside the classroom. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's that's like true for if somebody's studying um I don't know business engineering. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like you should you should want to do engineering outside of your yeah yeah. Well, it's but it's not. But it's also kind of the 
like, oh, if you want to get better, then you'll read outside. Like the best quote unquote engineers that came out of my class are the ones that literally read textbooks in their free time. (laughs) And it's to me, that was always so whack. I was like, why, why would I spend my time doing this? I'm learning about it in a formal classroom setting. I'm being graded on it. I barely have time and energy to do the stuff that I'm being graded on, let alone add on more of this engineering stuff. Like I need something that's different so as to regenerate, but people just, they go full bore all out because that's what's expected of them because of this whole notion of progress and productivity and all that other stuff where if you aren't producing something for me, then you are useless. Mm -hmm. And it's all about, you know, who, not who you are, but what you do. And so we're losing the sense of who we are for the sake of having more of what we do. So I think engineering, I think engineering and communications are different for this reason is that you can make a goofy video with your friends or a goofy podcast with your friends, but you can't like goof off and solve an equation with your friends. You know, it's not like you just can't every, every engineering thing is work literally. (laughs) And yeah, so maybe this is why it's so hard for me to, to balance these things. And maybe why I have, I have such an extreme view when it comes to how we spend our, our free time because so much of my undergrad Um, And the work that I did when I was in engineering was do more, do more, do more. It's for the bottom line. You know, um, yeah, the most valued engineers were the ones that stayed late, got there early, um, were involved in lots of things outside of their work at work. Um, We're willing to take on extra things to like take up more of their time. And it's just like, I, I want to go, I want to go work for 40 hours, but then all I want to do in my free time is go and volunteer with the youth group and go and hang out with my friends and go and do this podcast. Yeah. Like that's, I don't want to do more engineering at the end of the day. <laughs> once, once I hit nine, I'm on. And once I hit five, I'm off. Give me a mm-hmm. break. <laughs> I, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, and so, sorry, go ahead. So, oh, I, oh, I lost it. Never mind. I lost. Train that's talk. okay. So I was just going to say, so this all comes back to, a lack of understanding of leisure, which I know we've talked about before um, on this podcast, but I really want to like dive into it because I think that there's, there's so much beauty to be had in using our leisure time correctly. Mm -hmm. And it will, it will help combat the, the cultural march of progress and the productivity and the, the using people right for some type of material gain. Um, And I think we could see that in a lot of different areas, most visibly, obviously, like in the workforce. But if people people don't value their leisure time, they're so quick to just give it up for some other thing. Mm. Yeah. And And what's funny, why don't we why don't we protect it the same way that we protect other other aspects of our time? You know, because I think I think something that you'll find when you go into the workforce, at least something that I learned when I was with Adore, and I'm sure Ethan's learning now, especially with a job like a ministry job, you need boundaries. Because in a in a job a job that is not nine to five, you need to figure out how to make it end at some point during the week or during the day. You know, because like mm-hmm. a nine to five job, if you're like if you're a little too much of a workaholic, you should be like, all right, I'm just gonna leave when everyone else does. Like that's fine. Um, with a ministry job, it's tough, and so. Oh man, I lost train of thought again. This is why morning podcasting is the worst. I'm not fresh. That's okay. The first right. fruits are not here, Ethan. They come. I will just. I'll just talk because I still have all of these thoughts. I'm still very passionate about it, even after recording a whole episode on it. <laughs> Maybe um, we'll do a two parter. We could. So <clears throat> boundaries. Boundaries are good, and we have to protect our time, right? Because time is the most valuable resource that we have. As human right after beings, gold, right? Right, <laughs> right after the gold <laughs> standard, baby. Um. Shout out the U.S. Treasury. So we have we have a limited amount of time, right? You and I have got about 80 years left on this earth. What's the most important thing mm-hmm. that we can do with our time on earth? Oh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. I remember what I was going to say. When I was applying for a door and when I applied for a job recently <laughs> on my application. What? Fine. Go ahead. Tell your story. I was, I was in the middle of a, Sorry. a point. No, it's cool. Tell your story. We'll get back to my. They asked me. They asked me what my hobbies were, and they were like, "Oh yeah, not your extracurriculars, not like what you did in high school. What were your hobbies?" And I was like, "Okay, 
oh no <laughs> you know like i really <laughs> didn't have hobbies and i mean like sure theater podcasting i didn't say podcasting that when, is a hobby though no in high school oh, 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 oh i was sorry. thinking i think i was thinking because like that that's the thing that you learn in college is you start not counting your high school extracurriculars but like when you're still in college you kind of still do and so i was like okay when i was in high school i did um youth group because that's still relevant to my current you know job things um but i was thinking about like what i do now and yeah i i i I, the crunch is on my resume as like an extracurricular sort of it's like this weird like thing but it is a hobby too but i didn't put it i didn't put it in that in that uh in that area i was like you know one of my hobbies is watching baseball one of my hobbies is i i dancing like that's fun to me um hanging out with my friends and going to movies with them is a hobby right and and these things that I, I wrote down are like they're really inconsequential things in in my mind but they're not in reality because going to watch a movie with my friends like my friend my friend daniel and ryan shout out daniel and ryan we went to go see this movie called tammy and it was the worst movie ever and we still talk about how bad it was and that bonds us for life you ever seen the movie tammy it's bad no i haven't don't watch it i won't not shout out Tammy. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Anyway. That's so so fascinating because when I, I sat down for engineering interviews... And they had asked me what my hobbies were. And I would tell them, you know, podcasting, volunteering with youth group, all this stuff. And uh, they'd say, do you have any engineering hobbies? Do you build stuff? <laughs> do you like kind of create, you know, in your free time? Like, do you ever like design things and build them? I'm like, no, no. I don't. <laughs> no. What? And that's, granted, that might be an indicator that, of something greater. I don't know. Maybe. But maybe. But I place such a high value in my life on my time with my friends and my experiences with my friends and opportunities for community that I don't like if there's ever and maybe this is just a character flaw that I'm un- unveiling, but like if there's ever an opportunity of like, oh, I'm going to go spend time with people um or I could stay home and design something. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to pick the people, right? And so I don't think that makes you a bad engineer. I think that you can still have a job that you don't (laughs) want to do outside of your job. That makes sense. I mean, okay, like, like, let's say like this, like if someone were applying for a dental hygienist job, like they went to school for it and the the dentist (laughs) had that was like, Hey, what are your dental hobbies? What are your (laughs) dental hobbies? Do you like hold your dog down and floss its teeth? Which I have heard dentists do. Um, you, but that's you not like a your hobby. husband's teeth. Do you floss do you, your husband's you teeth? Floss your your spouse's your your wife's teeth when you're asleep and she's asleep. <laughs> do you sleep floss? Do you when your wife comes home? Do you immediately check her chompers to see what damage has been incurred throughout the day? Are like, are, no. are your gums more callous than Mahatma Gandhi's feet? Is that what? what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he was barefoot what? all the time. He had really callous feet. Yeah, but feet. is that like a common? Is that a common metaphor? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can make up your own idiom. You do it right That's, now. I guess smoother than an elephant's butt. There you go. Made it smoother than smoother than Gandhi's feet after a foot bath. <laughs> after a foot bath. Okay. Oh man. Yeah, Lock no, it like in. people. You don't ask. You don't ask people their dental hobbies if they're a dentist. That's just something they do when they're on the clock. It's not a big deal if they don't love doing it all the time. Right. It, it, it is so- a problem if they don't love doing it ever. That's mm-hmm. an issue. But like, this is this is yeah. my thing, Patrick. This is my thing, is that that's the expectation for everybody in college, coming out of college, being a young adult without a family, is you're expected to live that way. And I I don't like it. Yeah, and then when you have a family, you're considered trapped. 
Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So this is okay. So we we can talk about this until we're blue in the face. But what and is the we what, will and we will. But what is the ideal that we want to work towards? What is the what is the purpose of our lives? Yes. What is it? We we've lost the the sense of community and family for a whole number of reasons. And so obviously, right, if like all of our main like vocational work, little v vocational work, like in our jobs and things is all oriented towards progress, productivity, bottom line, then our free time is going to reflect that, right? So what 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 do people do in their free time now? What do they do? They they binge Netflix, they uh go out and they drink um they do lots of things that require little work little effort to turn off the brain um to quote unquote recharge for the for the following week of putting the nose to the grindstone right whether it be school or in the workforce um yeah and that's that's it that's the the popular thing to do is even even like the young adults that are working i have friends that work in kansas city and i was talking to somebody about this a couple weeks ago but it's all they they just it's like they're still in college like all they do is they go out they they drink downtown maybe two nights in a row they sleep all day on sunday and then they get up on monday and they go back to work it's like that's that's it mm. they don't have they don't have a lot of other stuff going for them and so you having your priority being a, a family and working towards that is is good and i can see that you're actually living it because that's how you spend your free time is with phoebe and with other people in like a normal, normal way. But the, I don't know how to impress this upon our, our listenership, Patrick, but they can have the best community of their lives right now. If they were just to, to stop doing other things, (laughs) you know, and obviously like it comes at a cost and I'm not saying you should drop out of everything that you're doing. You shouldn't quit your job for community or you could become a monk if that really is is calling to you but our lives should somewhat imitate the lives of the religious that live in community right our lives should imitate the trinity and the trinity is community yeah yeah, that's what that's obviously obviously where where i'm getting at yeah the trinity is community and so what do we have we have a bunch of people who live in different houses that are all 30 minutes away from each other they go to work for eight to ten hours a day they come home they sit in those same houses for another eight to 10 hours, and then they go back and they do it again. There's no, there's no, there's nothing going on here. Even in college, which is like the ideal time for community, people are quote, too busy. That's the problem that we're running into here is that these students, yeah. they don't have, they don't seem to, it makes me so sad is that there's no priority on friendship. Mm-hmm. Like there, there, there's, there's friendships of utility that, that kind of just naturally happen and surround them. But I don't, I don't see a lot of deeper virtuous friendships because everybody's so tied up in well i got to do this and i got to do that and i got to do this and i got to do that yeah and if you never want to talk to anyone you went to went to college with this is a great way to do it just never just only ever do extracurriculars and only ever talk to people when you're in a club with them that's a great way to just forget everyone you went to college forget with. everybody yeah exactly yeah. because oh, the, the only the only man. people that i still talk to on a regular basis from from high school are like the people that i hung out with just and wasted time with or like we're in, in youth ministry with me, which, and if they were in youth ministry with me, it was both. They did both. We went to youth groups together. We prayed together and we made it a point to hang out with each other on the weekends and like after school and whatever. Um, and like, honestly, I didn't do a lot of extracurriculars in high school. I maybe did like four things. That still, still sounds like a lot, but a lot of it was like in school stuff and there's not that many outside of school commitments, but I'm doing fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the amount, the amount of, the amount of fear that was instilled in us in high school mm-hmm. to like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, dude, like the ACE program, which is like English AP and like dual enrollment, like, Hey, you got to dual enroll at the community college. Cause it's free college. You're wasting an opportunity. If you don't go to free college, go to free college. And you know what? None of the credits transferred anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, like a so surprise. I, I take the AP class. The only reason, the only transfers. reason why I took those, well, I mean, they are accredited college courses and they did transfer, but as electives, 
Yeah. yeah the yeah. only reason I took them was to get out of going to my class in high school so I could sleep in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I took night classes so I would take so I didn't have first and second period. And so I, I literally my junior and senior year, I started school at 10 a.m. It was awesome. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. And, and it was it was always it was always like the the principal standing up there like, don't be a student that comes in at 730 and leaves at 330. And I was like, why not? You do that. That's how a job works. You come in at seven o'clock and you leave at three. That's how it goes. Like you, you go home to your family. Why can't I go hang out with my friends? Why, why, why do I have to be this like star kid? Who am I, who am I trying to impress? What am I trying to do? If I don't, if I don't like doing something, if it doesn't like, it doesn't bring me joy and bring those around me joy, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) That's why I had such a hard time doing student government when I was in high school. Um, I was like, I was like, this honestly like doesn't fulfill me, but I really wanted to graduate. I I really wanted to be one of the first six people to walk. So here's what I did. Um, If I didn't get an ACE diploma and if I didn't get my associate's degree in high school, I would have to walk with everyone else and not get to walk first unless I was on student government. And so I got on student government so I could walk in the first six people. (laughs) So I didn't want to sit there and wait. Um, So I did it. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was a lot of um, a lot of hullabaloo in high school, and that carries over to college, and then it carries over to the workforce. Don't be an employee that shows up at nine and leaves at five. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? Why not? I mean, if this is the one, this is my one problem with the office, the show, right? The your only problem, my one problem with it. It's like it oh, shows gosh. it shows. I like how it shows how people can um, form community in hard places, right? Like they they form authentic friendships with each other. Sure. But it implies that like the only throughout the the seasons, it kind of implies that the only friendships they have are in the office or within those walls. And the last the last episode kind of redeems it because they talk about like, you know, you didn't really show like I was getting my master's degree this whole time. And like you didn't show that at all. So it's kind of it's kind of funny because it's like there's a whole other side to these characters that you never saw because it was only inside the office. Right. Um, But the workplace is like becoming the new American family sitcoms used to be sitcoms used to be about like families Families. and now they're about workplaces (laughs) (laughs) to infinity and beyond um okay I played Buzz Lightyear so um (laughs) that blew my mind by the way when I found out that Tim Allen played Buzz Lightyear but even like even like the most popular television show the most popular sitcom on TV right now is unfortunately the Big Bang Theory. And those friends are only friends because they work together. It's like it's ridiculous, right? It's mm-hmm. um Yeah, like what are the what are the sitcoms that everybody quotes and talks about all the time? The, the office, office, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. The community. Which yeah. is which is funny because it's named ironically. <laughs> but also, but it's because it's but it's a community surrounding what? School. School right like no there's no family there's no nothing yeah all, all kids television shows are about kids that go to high school together mm-hmm. um Dang. yeah Dang. i mean it, and it's that's, funny because these kids go to school and they come back and watch school mm-hmm. for entertainment that's crazy yeah. that's crazy yeah I'm, th- I'm thinking about our friends adam minahan and david niles from the catholic man show shout out they they live on the same street <laughs> and it's they're adult men with families and lots of kids. And Adam, I had lunch with Adam the other day, like two weeks ago. And he was talking about how it's so cool that you can just like look out the window and be like, oh, the Niles are outside. Like, let's go over and spend time with them. And then that's how you spend your day is being willing to be interrupted with whatever you're doing for the sake of the greater community, right? Because what's what's the greater good? Is it staying inside? Sometimes it might be staying inside. The but more often than... More often than not, choosing the insular is not as good as choosing to go out. The right? outsular. With the outsular. Choosing to go out to be with people. And so it's like that is the thing that we don't have anymore. Even even oh, this the most frustrating thing to me is here at TU, everybody lives in on-campus apartments. And so there's no way to get like a large group of people to live together and to be together. There's no way to like guarantee that you can have a bunch of apartments next to each other so that people can just walk up and say, Hey, and walk down. Like I'm, that'd be, that'd be the the best thing ever. Right. That'd be amazing. Wait, do they all live in on-campus apartments by themselves? 
Or do they have roommates? They have one roommate. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, at Franciscan, we have 10 by 15 rooms with two people in them. And in the new hall, we have three people in them in like these bigger, like uh, 15 by 20 rooms. But yeah, you really get to know somebody. I mean, my buddy Raymond, shout out Raymond. He's still one of my best friends and we shared a room for a semester. Um, but yeah, and, and like, yeah, living living in close quarters with someone is a really great way to get to know people. I mean, you're going to be living with people. I, I probably you're probably going to be living with people your whole life. Regardless of what your vocation is, Regardless you're probably going to what your be, vocation is. You're probably going to be living with people. Yeah. So, hmm. I just I want people to understand the value. Like this all goes back right to like leisure time and being willing to waste time with people. Like not everything has to be this extracurricular. Not everything has to be advancing your resume, building up your portfolio. Um, and that's a temptation in like the online culture too, is like the Casey and I stat, you know, work harder sort of mentality that like consumes these young impressionable teens that think that like, Oh, in order to be successful and happy in life, I have to get up at 5am and work until 11pm and then go to sleep and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Right. When the reality is, is that Casey and kind of crazy. He's kind <laughs> of, he's kind of nuts for doing that. Um, he really okay. So I don't really know him, but I know he releases one a video every day. He did for for like three years. He doesn't anymore. But yeah, because that you can't that you can't. It's not sustainable. No, you know? it's not. I mean, even 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 restaurants and places that are open seven days a week, twenty four hours, like they have a bajillion managers because no one on earth could do that. It's mm-hmm. just not sustainable. But that's the pop thing. That's yeah. the hot thing. Yeah, is to to always be working, always be grinding. You ever see those entrepreneurship posts? <laughs> of like <laughs> yeah, like that sorry this you know what i'm talking about early though. morning grinders and ducks let's get this bread let's get this bread like that whole the whole joke of let's get this bread it's like funny but what is bread money money right it's why are we yeah. getting why are we getting it <laughs> what's yeah. what is it what's the that, point and, but that's but that it's so steeped in it's become part of the slang that's how steeped it is in mm-hmm. in the youth in the youths so uh why can't we just one say thing, let's let's get this community let's, let's get this <laughs> let's get this fellowship let's get this authentic intimacy yeah with a clear goal for spiritual multiplication what's the friendship where's the friendship where's the why do people desire i mean i know why people desire it. it's because satan because he wants us to desire money and worldly success more than relationships with people because relationships with people can point, point us towards christ and money and success can only point us towards ourselves in the world so it's just oh sorry i'm just frustrated i'm frustrated patrick man yeah okay so something that they impressed upon us at ra training this year was to lead an interruptible life which means like you need to live a life in such a way that if all of a sudden like someone something more important came up that you wouldn't be floundering with your responsibilities, right? So like making sure you live in the second quadrant, as Stephen Covey would say, and the stuff that's not, that is important, but not urgent. So getting that stuff done. So when an urgent and important thing comes up, you can take care of it, right? And one of those things might be someone needs to talk to you. Like right now, they need your help. Or like this really fun thing came up and you want to push a project back a day because you're doing it three days early. Like that's fine. Um, And a way that I, that I did that, so in when I when I worked for a door, I had a seven day schedule and I would block out hours of time. Right. And so when I when I did that schedule for school and it was fine, I was I was like I was really productive and I was not that stressed. When I got back to school, I realized my um, my schedule is a lot more full than it was at a door. <laughs> uh, and so what I did was I took my seven day schedule and I made it a five day schedule and I just don't schedule things on Saturday and Sunday. Now I do have work on Saturday, right? I just know when that is, but I don't, I don't block out hours of my day for Saturday and Sunday. I just let Saturday and Sunday be, and then I block out Monday through Friday. Um, and it makes me feel like my week ends, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what it's supposed to be. That's like. what it's supposed to do. Saturday and Sunday are supposed to be days when you just be. You know, and like on, on Saturday night, if you want to run out and hang out with your friends or if you want to like get some cleaning done, 
you can do it. And whatever pops up on Saturday that you want to get done, if you want to write a list of things you want to do that are like, you know, around the house. I mean, I realized how important it is to clean my room because I have a really big space now. And if it gets dirty, it gets dirty. <laughs> um, so I was so yesterday I was just like, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to clean. And so I did a deep clean and I feel nicer. You know, I feel like I can work on my thesis this week. Right. Like I feel like I'm getting a jump start on the week. I take I take Sunday to do like my my personal organization, right? So like my budgeting and my my scheduling. And so I'm not I'm not filling my day with meetings. Again, one of my least favorite things about Franciscan is the fact that some ministries have meetings on Sundays and trainings on Sundays. It's the worst from one to five on Sunday. It's the middle trash. of the freaking day. It's trashy. I know. Garbage, garbage boy stink, man. Yeah, it's the worst. Um <laughs> I want to just I want to just chill on Sunday. You know, I want to go to mass at like 7 a.m. podcast oh at nine. And then that's just, the opposite. That's the, opposite. <laughs> the opposite of what I want is I want to sleep until one and then go to mass at five. <laughs> I usually end up I, I like usually end up going thing. to mass at five, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just um, I just I just like having the whole of Sunday to just to just be and like the first this first Sunday I did it the first Sunday of this semester. I literally just I walked up the hill and that's a joke. I drove up the hill. I drove up the hill and I, I parked and I went into the student center and I just saw my buddies, Marcos and Sarah. I sat with them and we just talked and I was like, quote unquote, planning on doing homework, but I wasn't going to. I was just going to sit there with them. And I feel like our friendship is still like marked by that because we talked about some serious stuff. We gave each other advice. It was great. And like that helped our friendship grow. Because I did, but th- there was no way I could have like sat down on my Excel spreadsheet and been like Sunday from one to three p.m. Talk to Marcos and Sarah and grow intimately with each other. That's not how intimacy works. It has to be spontaneous. Love has to be spontaneous at times. Community. Authenticity. It really does. Intimacy. Go back and go back and listen to the Ethan's Last Stand episode of the podcast. Yes. Um, I experienced real community. In my last semester at K State, and it's still happening there. And I'm trying. I don't. Not that I want to recreate it exactly here, but I've I've seen it, and there's sort of a blueprint. And it it really involves personal sacrifice of things that you've been told over and over again that are going to make you successful, and just trusting that um, you don't have to do anything, and that the only thing you should really want to do is like grow in relationship with Jesus, and that will like direct you. Um, I guarantee you that it's very, very rare if you're like truly pursuing a relationship with Jesus, that he will tell you to like be more involved in things in <laughs> extracurriculars <laughs> and in like yeah. those, that sort of stuff. Right. And in, in, uh, things outside your, in, in your job, like he, Jesus wants us to work more at our job. Jesus Maybe. doesn't care about your resume. <laughs> he doesn't. Jesus does not care at all about your resume. What are the things that Jesus would want us to invest more in? The teaching of the apostles, the, the breaking market. of the bread, the prayers, and the fellowship. Those are the things that Jesus would want us to invest more time in. So the average clear, rate of return, clear time on, on your schedule, community is one hundred. I don't know how rate of return works. I was trying to make an investment joke. I mean, it it does say that Jesus will give us back a hundredfold of what we give Him. So so, I mean, it also says fortyfold in a different verse, but let's go with a hundredfold. It also um, says 30, 60, and 100 fold in another verse. Yeah. So it's however many folds you want. Lots of, God lots will of get folds them for you. you just like, just like my belly. Seven times, but Jesus can fold us 100 times. <laughs> um, so don't be afraid. Take the leap. I don't have anything else to say on this podcast. Quit, we quit should end it before the, before the, before the, uh, the laptop crashes again. Yeah. So it won't do that this time. Because we set up multiple redundancies in our podcast. Yay. It is possible that both of our laptops crash, though. It is possible. But if mine crashes, you just stop the recording and finalize the track so that we know we have something. And I'll do the opposite if yours crashes. I, I apologize to everybody if this seemed like lackluster or we talked in circles. but I think it was better. Was it? I think it was clear. Yeah. Because think, okay, the last last podcast, you think it was worse? Oh, yeah. But really? I think all of our podcasts are bad. And then somebody will say, get, send me a DM like, oh, thank you so much oh, for your most recent podcast. podcast. It was so good. And it's like, well, I know nothing. Well, so, at least we know it's not our doing then. At least we know it's God true. working through our podcast. Yes. Um, 
No, because because I, I think I think we we spend a lot of time talking about um, the leisure, the basis of culture. The first time I like was on like a ten minute tangent, and you were like, "Okay, bringing it back in." And I kept going on that tangent, so I think this is better. Okay, well, whatever you say, you're the boss here. Uh, <laughs> I jokingly listed you as my boss on a resume that I sent to a friend once, which is not wrong. It's not, <laughs> it's not incorrect. Are you still laying down? No, I sat up about minute five. Cause yeah, I, I figured because you got it. so intensely focused. You were like, I just, I love talking about well, this you, so much. You have to. You have to. Uh, so we have a podcast it's called The Crunch. You can find us on Twitter at The Crunchcast. You can find us individually at Propostle at Catholic Pat. Don't expect him to respond very quickly. I deleted the app off my phone. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Crunchcast. You can follow us on Patreon, support us uh, for just $2 a month. You can be a part of the the crunch club breakfast club the breakfast club uh, get access to our facebook page and a whole host of other things um there are higher tiers of support that all goes towards uh, me renting a car um a mitsubishi mirage and driving oh crap i actually ethan. think i might have found a ride last night so ethan, we should be good what, ethan, this is very up? important we yeah. don't have a monthly mailbag this month <laughs> oh well, we never we'll did one we gotta we'll do, do one we gotta do one this week we gotta push jake well, to next week no, we can't. The I've, interviewing Jake is more important than our monthly mail pack. No, we can interview Jake and then release it in November. Uh, what? Fine. But honestly, I said we would do a monthly mailbag two weeks ago, and you said I gotta prep it, and then you and then we never. There was no it never happened because I want to so, put I want to put our patrons in the crunch bowl. But you you we uh, it's so much work. I'll do the work. Okay, just let me know when I have to be on the call. And I'll be there 30 minutes after. <laughs> this has been The Crunch. Since Ethan, did, since Ethan did all the uh, other stuff like the Twitter, I'm going to do the closeout. Okay. All right. Nice this pose. has been The Crunch. Thank you for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. And we will see you in the Eucharist. All right. That was nice. Thank you all for listening. Please Dang pray it. for us. We'll be praying for you. And we'll see you next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.